Hello, friends, and welcome to our very first episode of String Theory, a podcast where me, Josh Teague, and Mike Smith, my buddy sitting right next to me, will be discussing paranormal activity, paranormal, supernormal, abnormal, anything but normal, if you will. From alien encounters, interdimensional Sasquatch portals, and beyond. Thanks for joining us. If it's interesting and anomalous, we want to talk about it. Kicking off our discussion this week, we ask you to join us as we share our perspectives and shared interest concerning our elusive ape-like friend in the mountains, Mr. Bigfoot himself. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, looking back on our uh, relationship, if you will, uh, together, uh, we, we, we've had this discussion in the past over and over again about, like, Holy crap. What what is Bigfoot? What's going on? Every culture has this as part of their mythology, part of their history, right? Um so like maybe you could start maybe we could start there. You kind of talk about your concern or your interest. where where did it spring from? <laughs> it's spring in the it, it, it sprung in the fall. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Actually, hi everybody. This is just you know, Josh had like a very nice introduction there to this show. You know, it's gonna be great. Thank talking you. About, um, Thank you, Bigfoot. Um, two whoops for that intro. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I remember being a kid. You know, I, I, that's one thing I remember when I was a kid. I remember being a kid. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. You gotta be kidding. Like, I was. I was totally kidding. I'm not kidding, but I was a kid. Because if if I was kidding, that'd be bad. You know. Um, I'm just, I'm telling the truth, yeah. So I just, we used to go to this place like called Silent Valley, you know. It's like it's an Idlewild, California, for us, you know, or from our out of California listeners, which I know we we spread globally. Everybody, we're, we're people are listening. Sounds like a people good are listening to us place. in places where they don't even have signals listening to us. Um, the uh, yeah, Idlewild, California. It's like it's a very resorty kind of camping. You know, you park your RV there when you're not using, and you right. come and pick it up. And you sure. park it somewhere. Sure. We'd always put a tent out there for the kids, and my mom and my dad would stay in the RV. But you know, I'm, you know, they had like it was like fabricated camping. There was like a mini golf course. Okay. There was like an arcade where they had events and bands and stuff called the Teen Center. That's where my brother Sounds would fun. go. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. My brother would go there, and he would he would come back at night. You know, I'd be spending the night in the woods. You know, um, it was it was quite quite scary kind of being a little kid my brother come back with these red marks on his neck i didn't know they were hickeys but it just kind of mm. sketched me out like what happened and he'd be all like frantic and he would tell me that 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 there was stories and about bigfoot running around in the mountains there and he saw him and he chased him and i would just be scared out of my wow. mind all night long and i'd want to come into the camper with my parents my, my parents wouldn't let me you know my dad was an american indian man believe it or not so face your and fears he told me go spend a night out in the teepee you know yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so start a fire with one twig. Yeah. And, and yeah. And, uh, give me one whoop if that's the right thing to do. Give me two whoops if I didn't even finish asking the question yet, Bigfoot. I said it's one. Little, okay, yeah. we'll catch we'll catch you later, Bigfoot. He's a little fidgety. Yeah. But you know, my story isn't really. I, I wish I had seen an actual Bigfoot. I mean, I grew me up too. being afraid of him back in those camping days when the six million dollar man was fighting him. But I've never really. I can't say that I've either seen him or smelt him. You know, I didn't. Because if you smelt it, it might have dealt man. it. You're talking about the Sasquatch. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the it's crazy. Dark they freaked me beast. out when I was a kid. Yeah, he was very scary. Yeah, 
Um, but I just, you know, we don't, we haven't had, I haven't had the opportunity to see, but I don't, I don't go camping very much either, you know? You know, it's funny, so, like, I do go camping quite a bit. That's true. And I'm always looking out into the wilderness and checking out the hillsides, you know, on top of the mountain, the ridge, if you, you're saying if you will. It's okay. If you will. If you I'll, will. I'll, if you I'll, will. If you will. Anyways, so yeah, I'm always out there looking around for Sasquatch, and I've never personally seen anything that I would say, yep, that was a squatch. I have woken up in the, in the middle of the night in a tent, and I've heard some stuff, right? Some sort of vocalization, some grunting, that type stuff. Very similar to that. Maybe not that that screechy. More like this. <laughs> Not like that either. More like a... Something like that. But no, so then getting back on on track here. So then as a kid, this kind of sparked your fear, if you will, of of this beast in the woods, right? Or your interest. You had some sort of like concern that that maybe when you were out here, you weren't alone. Well, you know, I mean... that's what brought us together to do this podcast, Josh and I here. Everybody, for all you guys that don't know, is we just have some very, very a variety of interests in these kind of paranormal things. And I've always been interested in aliens and ghosts and and especially Bigfoot. But yeah, I mean, as a kid, definitely that made me really scared. And I, but that place was so secure and. You know, it was like, I don't know why I would think that, but I was just a kid, you know, but in the stories to the point where I'd go home and I'd hear loud sounds like. Oh, like yeah. Just going down the neighborhood, and I thought that was like a Bigfoot. I just hear sure. a sound like that, and I thought, that's a Bigfoot walking by. I mean, I didn't hear this. Well, I mean, he does kind of foot the bill as being the sort of, you know, the height of mythology of our, of our cryptoid universe, right? He's got big shoes to fill. <laughs> so I think it's important to state that you know, in terms of credibility about the Bigfoot discussion is that it's not just these like redneck guys out there in the wilderness taking shoddy footage on their, their cell phones, you know. Um, these are these are real people. So are you really saying that these, these, these hillbillies, they have cell phones? I mean, I did say that, didn't I? I guess you did. It's okay. I'm just making sure. Um, they should use them. Maybe they don't get good service out there. No, but it's like it's your dentist, right? Mm-hmm. It's That's the true. guy. It's the guy that works at the pizza pub, right? It's the guy that you know. The delivers. guy changes your oil. Sure, it's it's these are stand up pillars of the community. Guys putting in work every yeah. day, and there's no reason to lie about it. These guys are genuinely true. afraid. Yeah, and they've had an experience that has affected their lives, and it's it's worth. We need to figure this out. Like, well, those well, those those testimonies are really great because those people that you're mentioning. Of course, like, you know, they're driving along the, the road and then something runs in front of them and they happen to catch it on film or they're like yes. these. Ups. Those, but then there's also those people that are the people that live out there and they hunt and they right. they know their land and they have trail cams and they see weird stuff, you know? Yeah. And they and those guys have nothing to lose as well. They're just living out there. They're not trying to write a book or anything. Exactly. There's I think no, there's something to that. To the testimony is really important, you know? I wish I had seen a real, have seen a Bigfoot or something. Every I wish time I, I saw camping. a UFO. I think I might... 
I wish I. I think I've probably seen a few of those, and we'll get to those in the, another well, okay, episode. Okay, let's stick to the to the topic. Here. But they are related. We won't deny that, of course. Well, maybe we could talk on that because that's something that you that the last time we were talking about this, you brought up these theories that I found to be fascinating, and it would explain a lot of the um, the idea of there's not much left behind. You know, when I say the joke of like they don't leave a big footprint, right? Right. And in reality, they really they really don't. And the only thing they do leave sometimes is a footprint, ironically. <laughs> so, the, like, what was your theory that you were t- talking about? Something, something to do with the alien universe, possibly. Yeah. Well, the the idea would be that, um, you know, these these are just the missing link has been extracted from. Like, there's been a time in our our history where we evolved so f- f- like rapidly, where there's this like missing link. Well, what if the aliens just remove that missing link? Some alien race, like you, it's easy. Like you could say the, the aliens, but this really could be any of them. It could be the the reptoids or the reptilians, the reptilioids, reptilioids from outer humanity. Let's get some of the terminology right here. This is a good opportunity. Is it? Yeah. Is it for? In terms of of Bigfoot himself or herself, is it a cryptoid? Is it a cryptic? Is it a crypt <laughs> krypton? I say it's a cryptid. Cryptozoid. A cryptid. Zoid. A cryptid. Cryptozoid. I don't know. What do you think, Bigfoot? Is, is it, it a, a humanoid? One whoop for... Is it a, a hominid? What, what do you prefer to be called, Bigfoot? There you go. We'll just go with that. I mean, in his language, that might mean something, you know? No, but uh, back on track with the, with the whole alien thing. Oh, yeah. Because I think this is what I was this exploring is, a little further. Thanks for keeping us on track there. So imagine this. There's there's a... You're out in the forest. This is going to be kind of choppy out in the forest and they're just kicking back and all of a sudden you hear like I can imagine it you hear like a spaceship flies over remember you're in the forest you're like that was weird and all of a sudden you start to hear like wood knocks like like what the hell's that it's like yeah. what the fuck I'm sorry yeah. Yeah. imagine yourself in what if you're like some rocks get thrown at you. So, you know, terrifying. And it's like, this? Ironically, this is like it's, it's this alien joke. And there's this trickster element in a lot of paranormal. Mm-hmm. Oh, crickets run away. That's another thing. I think when Bigfoot shows up, are you crickets, Gemini? Mm, no, I'm a Capricorn. Oh, why do you ask? Gemini crickets. <laughs> Should go into another dimension. Let's try that. <laughs> Hold on, Mike. Just as a little aside. Um, hey Siri, is Bigfoot real? No, fuck Bigfoot. Fuck you, Siri. Well, I mean, Mike, do we just stop the discussion there? <laughs> what do you What do you got against Bigfoot? Ask Ask if Siri what she's got against Bigfoot. Siri, what do you have against Bigfoot? There are things beyond my understanding. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, you don't understand, Siri. So don't jump to conclusions. <laughs> so, oh yeah, so my theory. I was setting the pace there, or setting the story with all these But in all fairness, I see these these ships come along, and they've, they've removed this missing link. Well, what do you do when you have this missing link? You have to put it somewhere, you know, and you probably want to study it and understand how it got here. So basically every once in a while, these... These yeah, spaceships show up and from another dimension. It could be interdimensional. Yeah. 
Yeah, they could be interdimensional. That's what I'm saying. You know, so they insert them back into yeah to run around and play and wilderness, wilderness areas just to kind of get like it's like a dog walking your dog. You know, okay. you want to take him out. You got to go poop. He's got. But then the thing is about that. There's no skeeting. There's no scatting. There's no skibby dibby doo bop. There's no skibby dibby doo. None of that. So what happens is when when the the missing link, if you will. I'm using your if you will. How do you like that? Yeah. If you will. That's how it works sometimes. If we will. If you take that missing link and you just have to like has to exercise and run around, it's probably really boring and small where they're, they're the corralled and they're wherever they are. You think these aliens would have to keep track of that missing link? So they let it run around and wreak havoc, you know, on the hmm. land and you know whoop it up. Whoa. So I do think it's fascinating. So you're, you're claiming, let me just get this straight for our viewership here, our listenership. Um, you're claiming that these alien races, interdimensional possibly or not, whatever the case may be, they're sort of taking this missing link, keeping it as their own, inserting it back into our reality. Just popping it in and out. Just to and then that would explain the fact that there's no DNA necessarily, right? right left it's, behind. Thanks for helping me with that. Yeah, he's. They're just really, they're just removing every ounce. Like they just cloak the area that Bigfoot has been in, or in every. I think it's fascinating. So me, and this kind of defines your take on the world too, and I think that you would kind of go with the whole interdimensionality. There's an alien presence involved. Whereas I sort of have always been more of a naturalist, right? And yeah. I and I could, I, 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 you know what really like like intrigues me about these encounters is the presence of this muskiness, this musky smell, right? That yeah. occurs sometimes. Yeah, they definitely. You, a lot of people before they even see a sasquatch, so they smell one. If I could just explain my brain how it works, right? So musk, I think you know, like a musketeer, like a, like is he a musketeer? But then then automatically my brain goes to a mosquito, hmm. right? He's a mosquito. Well, well, how does a mosquito come into play? Well, let me tell you. As a scientist, it would seem to me that if there was a cryptoid walking the earth. <laughs> He would not be immune to the bite of a mosquito. What? And so what, as a scientific community, could we capture mosquitoes out in the wilderness, in Alaska, whatever, and test their DNA profiles of the blood that they've consumed from beasts in the wilderness in the hopes of maybe finding something that doesn't necessarily fit into the sequence of known biological science? I think you're honest on that because if... What you're saying is the is the com the culmination of all of all of our theories we've put forth today. I I fully expect that the men in black are going to be showing up to the studio soon, Mike, because I think I'm onto something here. Let's let's call our buddy. Let's call a friend. Let's get a hot take on it. Let's what do you think? Hot, let's get a hot take. You want to call up uh, Bill? Call, yeah, let's, let's call. We're going to call up our friend Bill. He's always got a great take on things. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, so we're doing this podcast, right? Uh-huh. Do you mind if we record a conversation with you? Right, right now. Well, we're just like I just want to kind of get some some info from you real quick about 
how you feel about Bigfoot. <laughs> so what are your what's your thoughts? Really have, I don't really have any feelings on Bigfoot. How could you not have any feelings on Bigfoot? I mean, what's your take on it then? Is there is there any sort of angle? You've obviously never experienced Bigfoot. Well, yeah, I've never experienced Bigfoot personally. But do you hope to one day? You know, maybe the monster truck, yeah. <laughs> All right, so then no, no, no feelings about it either way, huh? Yeah, no. Maybe we'll check back. Maybe we'll check back with you when we talk about more about interdimensionality and spirits and whatnot. Okay, everybody, we're gonna call our friend Jeff now. Jeff, more or less. You know, more, Jeff more or less will have. Jeff an likes to spend his Saturdays um, in pure recreation. Let's put it that way. He really enjoys his Saturdays, even if he has to work. He's still maintained. So, I think he's going to be in a good mental state just to check in with them. Yeah, I think so too. Hey Jeff, sorry to bother you on a on a fine Saturday like that. You know, Josh and I are recording this this podcast, <laughs> and uh-huh. we thought it, we're we're kind of like thought it'd be kind of fun like to like call up somebody and ask them a quick question. Hi, Can we Jeff. ask you a quick question, Jeff? Sure. What what's your feelings with about Bigfoot? About Bigfoot? Yeah. Do you do you have any opinion or beliefs? What's your take on it? Don't just just don't let him borrow your socks. That's all I have to say. <laughs> He's got some big shoes to fill. We already established that. But, but you know what? That's very good advice. We didn't think about the socks, so you know. Yeah. You, you don't hear about big. You don't hear about big socks running around too much. <laughs> that's Wait. how the first. Uh, that's how the first Christmas stockings were made. <laughs> Stretched out Yeti feet, dirty socks, hung over by the the fireplace. No wonder Cole was in there. Hey Jeff, we're gonna have to. Maybe we'll do an episode sometime where we talk about something with that has to do with magic. You know, maybe with even with a K magic, something paranormal. Because it's a paranormal podcast. Big, there's every possibility that Bigfoot could be magic. It's true. He could be magic. Yeah, there's. He could be interdimensional, Jeff. Well, you'll, when you listen to podcasts, we'll give you some background on that. But um, we definitely need to hang out with you. Thanks for your your two cents, and they're actually worth more than that because we needed that in here right now because it's just in time for the holidays. <laughs> Cool, man. Okay, Enjoy thanks. Bye. That was great. Talking to, talking to Bill and, Je- and Jeff about Bigfoot, you know. A lot of comic relief there. But, you know, I think we should maybe switch gears a little bit and check in with my buddy Steve, who has a real uh, story, apparently, of something he saw up there in the in the woods, driving through the mountains up in Oregon. So let's give, let's give him a ring, Mike. That's cool. Uh, get, get his hot take on it, if you will. If you will. If you will. Hey. <laughs> What's up, dude? What's up, man? Hey, so we're doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted your take on Bigfoot. What? Am I on the podcast right now? Yes, you are. Uh... Hey, listen. What's your take on it? What's your oh, hot I saw take? him. I saw him. He's real. Did you see him for real? Can we can we get Dude, a I little? Saw something out there, man. We would love some... we would love to just have because we've already called two friends and we've had some sort of comic relief from it, but like no one that's ever had a real possible encounter. 
Well, I mean, here's the thing. I was I was driving in Oregon, and I looked to the left, and it it was. I mean, it wasn't a bear walking. It wasn't a guy. So it was by it was by people though. I was on my way to uh, uh, Bend, Oregon. So there's like a big stretch in there. You were in the Cascade Mountains, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it and I couldn't stop. There was cars behind me. You were going probably, uh, you know, 50 miles an hour or something. And I just looked to the left and I see that it was like seriously like the classic, um, you know, clip. Like you, yeah. it was a field. It was it, so weird. It was an ape-like bipedal. Like, what? What would you guesstimate his size to be? You know, I, I, it was taller than a person, and it was hunched over. You okay, know, they say like, that that's typical of. of the it was on the side of the road, like in yeah, the it was mountains. Only, it was. It was probably about like, uh, I would say like three hundred to four hundred feet, like from the road. Okay. There was like a little just grassy area off the tree line he, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, off the tree line. He was pretty close to the tree line, and uh, yeah, I t- the thing was, is I had photography equipment. I had a like a zoom lens. I had everything, but zero chance of pulling over. It's just a two-lane road so with no pullout. That pull seems out. to be the case of a lot of sightings, or like even people are, that are equipped. Um, something happens, right? Either the technologies there, or, I don't know. Maybe these creatures have a sense of like knowing when it's a possibility to be filmed, and it's not Dude, for that. Know, it's man. for you just to experience, you know. So, well, I mean, here's the thing: there was no houses in this stretch of area. There, there's like no one around that area. It's just, I mean, just cars like traveling through there. It was weird, but I, honestly, I had such a quick like look. But I mean, it was but it just stuck bizarre. with you. It stuck with you yeah, to this no, day. I mean, You've no talked about this for a couple years black. now with me. Yeah, no one's out there wearing all black in that area, walking down a, you know, yeah, that especially area, not you know? a gigantic, hunched-over ape-like. Dude, it was weird. Creature, it was so. weird, man. It was like I actually like panicked and wanted to pull over so bad. So you did get a sense of fear and, and panic <clears throat> that, that came into no, play. No, I, I I just wanted like a photo like immediately but i couldn't pull over so I, I was like freaking out like where can i go where can i go and then i i realized like there's zero chance of me turning around on this yeah. road yeah for a while huh interesting well that's our hot take folks <laughs> I, I mean i'm not Steve. like a huge bigfoot like oh yeah it's real for sure but i saw something weird man i, I did see something weird that's all we're asking you to talk about friend yeah right on hey have a good day all right talk Better soon guys Man, I really dig that. It's like that's that's like totally supports the theory you were throwing out there earlier, Josh, about how it's like a trained eye, a photographer. Like he almost had a panic attack because he wanted to take a picture of that thing he saw on the road. What well, he would be able to tell and discern it between like some kind of like bear or some, you know, some really hairy hick. So there you have it, people. You know, there's some real stories out there, and there's some real great advice as well. You know, Steve's not some, you know, some drugged out hippie guy who's seeing stuff in the forest. No. Okay, the guy no. he's he's straight and narrow. Yep. He was a he was a you know part of the CEO suite of a major corporation. Right. And uh, 
So. And we're not getting kickbacks from them, by the way, people. No, we're 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 we. Josh and I make all the money we need off of our great, our fabulous musical career. That's In right. In fact, you got a tune right here. We're gonna play for you guys. Hey, you know what? Let's uh, uh, real quick. So th- the way that this this tune came into being was that I brought over some of my literature that I received for Christmas, um, the Bigfoot Research Guide, so on and so forth. And Mike just, uh, you know, I showed up at his house one night. He handed me a guitar. He sat down on the drum kit, and I shit you not, this is what happened. So here we go. It was all it was all for you, Mr. Sasquatch, Mr. Great North American Ape. All right, so welcome back, guys. Episode one, String Theories. So we're continuing our discussion of uh, Sasquatch. And, you know, I thought that we might take a look at um, some of the latest evidence, right? Or recent evidence, some of the most convincing evidence that we have, uh, captured on tape of course we had the patterson gimlin film right we cannot deny that that was influential in um spurring off this whole interest in bigfoot nationwide right Uh, still has not been disproven okay in my estimation and so there's another piece of video uh that surfaced around 1994 mr paul freeman um who had had an experience i guess back in 1982 out in the woods and uh he did come across a Bigfoot. So he kind of dedicated the next 20 years of his life or so to investigating this phenomenon. And he, sure enough, comes up with some of the most credible footage that we have available in terms of Bigfoot. So I thought that we'd take a look at that and um, hear from another Bigfoot researcher 
um, about the video and then just kind of, you know, take a look at it and see what kind of conclusions we can come to. So here, listen to this, guys. The Paul Freeman footage. This is the best digitization we know of on the internet. Digitization. Filmed, actually videotaped in 1994 in the Blue Mountains of Washington. Paul Freeman saw a Sasquatch on June 10th, 1982 and became interested in the subject. In a 2002 interview recorded by Tom Powell, Paul Freeman describes how he carefully mapped areas over 20 years. The Freeman footage is one of the best bits of evidence to date to understand the morphology and behavior of Sasquatch. We think that this may be a female Sasquatch. It confirms on many things. Kind of go through that during the course of the video. This footage is the best version available and has been made possible by the archival evidence of MK Davis, which you thanked. The full film will be shown following the conclusions. Thank you. The Blue Mountains are in southeast Washington and northeast Oregon. And this is where Paul Freeman did all of his work up in these mountains. This is the part of the clip that's the most famous, and this is of great quality here. Let's take a look, Mike. Oh, there you go. Jesus. Hey, Mike, can you pause the footage real quick? So I, I just want to comment on that because... Jesus! Exactly, and that's Jesus. part that's part of the video that, to me, becomes the most convincing, right? Yes, fear. At first, it's like, oh, there he goes. And, and it's kind of like, well, like well, I would be startled, too, by something out there. But he's fully expecting to see a Sasquatch, right? I thought he was going to be like, hold on to your hats and glasses. But as we both noted in the video, there is a sense of sheer terror. That's true. In his vocalization yeah. directly afterwards, he's like, ooh. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Right. Let's hear that again. Um, but not only that, yeah. Play it. Can you play it back, the audio? Or do you have that? We have that. Technology. This is the part of the clip that's the most famous, and uh, this is of great quality here. Oh, there you go. Right there. Oh, yeah. And you know what? We're going to run this through a couple of filters right here because we want to make sure this is authentic. This is really going to clear that up right here. If you guys haven't seen the video, I encourage you to go, you know, jump on YouTube. Now, why is this a real Sasquatch? Why is it a real Sasquatch? That's that's a good question. It conforms completely to the known morphology. It conforms completely to the known morphology. So the video kind of continues to explore and breaks apart the footage. Um... And, you know, for me, when I look at it, it's like at first I'm like, well, could it be a guy in a gorilla suit? I guess it could, but... But why? Why? Yeah. And, and on top of that, it's like... I mean, let's just... They're so future... They're, they can see the future. They know that 10, 20 years from then, this point, the guy in the costume, that a couple guys in the room are going to be talking about it. Can I just say this? There's something about this footage that seems to be realistic and real. It does not seem to be a fake. The way the creature moves... The way the head turns towards the camera as if it's looking like like oh, I would expect a wild animal, whether it be a gorilla, whatever the case may be, yeah. um, 
seems to be legitimate to me. Yeah, you can you can put a costume on a guy and you can run across the field or whatever, but that's easy to fake and that's easy to just go do. But to to have that that kind of fear in your voice or to be that believable, that's right. not so and, easy to do. And we can see with the great digitization that has happened on this this footage. Yeah. The only thing is the guy narrating this, the, the Paul Freeman, is it Paul Freeman? Narrating his own YouTube here, this guy. No, no okay. No, 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 Whoever no. this guy this is, is another researcher who's very versed in you know the footage and, and the situation surrounding it. So I, we, I I like this guy and everything, but I just don't really agree with this this logic. Maybe we can skip. Why ahead. is this a real Sasquatch? Because it conforms to com- it conforms completely to the known morphology of Sasquatch. Right. That's like saying, how is this something that you? You know what I mean? Like it's got to be more than that. It's a it, we. How do you know it's a real Sasquatch? Because it, com, it complies. It conforms. Complies to what? Right. Conforms the to the complete that's known. Like we do, nothing's known here, dude. Thank Sorry. You. It seems to be convincing, but let's just take it for what it yeah, is, right? But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> maybe we can skip ahead. Um, maybe we can skip ahead of the video and just to hear some of the um, the audio that sort of explains Bigfoot and. Well, no, not this part. Like, we skip ahead. But let's pause it real quick, and then let's go here. If I can, can I move the video forward? Okay, it appears to be looking away, and one can see the right arm swing out, and possibly a child being picked up on the left. I don't know. It's pretty blurry but you can kind of see the right arm definitely lifting up and away and you see something like legs dangling to the left uh, and a forehead that slopes backwards you see it in the Patterson Gimlin film you can see it in different uh, sketches you see it in perfect profile in the backyard watch the Sasquatch exit as it hide it hides its head is set forward it's not like a modern human it's it, it, you know there's a slope to the back, the head is set forward. The slope to the back is more ancient version of Homo. It requires a longer spinous process as seen in Homo erectus, Homo neanderthal, and Homo heidelbergensis. That's something that we heard from Steve too, right? The head is kind of stooped forward, the whole hunching forward. It requires a longer spinous process as seen in Homo erectus, Homo neanderthal, and Homo heidelbergensis. And you see that here. That's just not the normal back. You see there, the back kind of comes up and it slopes inward, and then you can see how the how the uh, it's different. You see here when you stop Patty, you'll see the back comes up, you see a slope, and then you you'll see you'll see the same thing. You'll see a slight rise and pause falls. It's uh, as it's kind of slipping along, and you see the head is set forward on the body. You see that same slope to the back. Perfect profile again. You see that same slope to the back. It's pretty cool. So why does the sun glisten on the shoulders? Well, this is something that's been talked about before in other videos. I want to hear him say that again. So so why does the sun glisten on the shoulders? Or in other videos, videos, but you'll we'll see it here. You see a, 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 a just shining bright, 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 bright. Well, maybe if you're running through the forest, uh, it pays to have uh, oil glands so that you can slip through the the branches. Who knows? But modern humans so wait, <laughs> slipping through the branches. So he's got to lube himself up with these glands that that coat his back in oil that shines glistening in the sun. 
so that he can slip through the branches. Ease of movement in the dense forest. Okay, first of all, that's great, and that's really interesting, you know? But I don't think he's slipping through the branches. I see he's knocking stuff down. He's throwing rocks. He doesn't seem very mobile to me in that footage. What's this guy? Is he seeing a ballerina or something? He's kind of just walking along like he ate a big bag of donuts, you know? Right. You know, someone told me once there's, like, the modern humans, like you and me, you know? We're Uh modern humans. Uh Uh-huh. They have like a hundred times the oil glands uh-huh. c- capacity on their back uh-huh. than like a chimpanzee. Why? The modern humans, you and I, have 100 times the oil capacity on our back than chimpanzees do. Sasquatch also off, appear Mike. to have these glands. So why does it cross the path? To get to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a... That was That's a, that classic, was, man. That was Come a, on. Strategically must have been important. It appears as if it's picking up a child. Okay, can we pause this there? This is uh, something that Jeff Meldrum has talked about. Because, yeah, as I agree. Well. Jeff Meldrum has talked about it. And picking up a child? What is well, this? Well, no, because no, this, this is an interesting part of this uh, portion of the video, if you, uh, if you will. There if we go. You okay. will, if you will. Anyway, inside joke there. Or maybe an outside joke. Maybe it's an outside joke that per- <laughs> deserves to be in. We'll leave it in. But, uh, so, no. So, the theory is this. Sasquatch only comes into human contact if it has a need, an emergency, possibly, right? There needs to be some sort of necessitation of its presence um, amongst humans. So in this case, the claim is that there was a child, there was a child squatch in need of rescue. And so that in that in that sense, it broke their their rule. They broke the third wall, if you will. No the man left wall? behind. The fourth wall? You asked me to remind you not to say, if you will, remember? Why would there need to be a... If it, well, if it's in my opinion, I guess maybe they their aliens are dropping off the young ones to kind of get their feet wet into what they're going to be in for coming down here every once in a while and taking a piss that gets genetically zapped back maybe. up. It's like, the, it's like this extraterrestrials are walking around with their dog poop bags, you know? Mm-hmm. They just The bag just sucks every footprint right back to that footprint thing again. Could be. You know? But so are you saying that... Um, these, In order for them to come into view to a yeah, human, there uh-huh. has to be some sort of like emergency... Like they're harbingers or something? ...associated with it. That's more well, like the Mothman, though. They would, never, they would right? never let themselves be seen. Mm-hmm. Unless it was like, oh no, I need to rescue this child, or there's some other sort of emergency in my Sasquatch world. So you think that this guy's possibly interpreting this that he's grabbing a small one because yes, there's like, like he was like, whoopsies, that- I forgot my child. Yeah, where's my child? Exactly. Whoop. Maybe that's what the whooping is. Maybe there's like whoop. They keep forgetting stuff. Maybe we should talk about vocalizations. Well, you know, we yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, we've heard from some some great um, apes, some great apes, and we've heard from some not so great apes. But we've heard from our friends, and we've heard from you know the the internet itself. We want to hear from Sasquatch himself. Yeah, let's 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 let Sasquatch here take over and tell us what he thinks. You know, so um, let's see. So what you're about to hear is a vocalization that was recorded in the field. And um, apparently this has been, you know, this is past some of the most rigorous tests, audio tests, 
uh, regarding Sasquatch vocalizations, and it has passed the test. So, well, like Josh, you know, Josh, um, he brought to the the fourth brought forth here the the great you know Bigfoot ographer or whatever you want to call him. Uh huh. What's that guy's name again? Uh, well, uh, you're talking about Freeman, the Freeman. Yeah, footage? Freeman. That footage is like phenomenal, and people really it know really about is. it. Well, this this man who captured these Bigfoot sounds um, and this chatter, he's kind of um, you know I, I I'm I wasn't really allowed to to name his name. He he asked me personally if I just would keep it kind of on the down low. Oh, so you do know him personally? Um, well, actually, he's just a little embarrassed. His name's Ron Moorhead, and um, I was like. <laughs> What 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 you every not, not, there's nothing <laughs> come on Ron anyway uh, Ron Moorhead it's not gonna have a head of ourselves here's how yes, it sir. sounded Here listen now to a living legend as it was recorded during these moments That's when he forgot the kid. They get closer. Very ape-like. They get closer. Imagine hearing that outside your tent. He's calling back. He's calling back. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes down to it, um, the one way to look at it is that when we talk about our mythology um, as a human species, like the woods have always been this sort of dark place of uncertainty and the unknown, a place where we go to figure out some aspect of ourselves and maybe to grow right into the next entity the next phase of our life you know we return from that experience with something so is it a, is it a guardian of the forest is it a protector is it a guide we may never know but if you are lucky enough um viewer to run into mr bigfoot out in the wilderness then we just ask you to cherish that experience and to share it with the world. Maybe even call into our podcast here. Beautiful. Thanks for joining us, guys. 